the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Gospel of Jesus says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravening wolves, and that we will, or you will know them by their fruits. Now, we can take this, you will know them by their fruits, simplistically, and, and, and this will make it harder for us to recognize what he's talking about. So if we took it simplistically, we'd say, well, we'll listen to what someone says, and we'll see what they do, and if they do good things, then we know what they say is true. But, of course, the very nature of a false prophet is that he tries to be deceptive in his behavior. So, <clears throat> the behavior to see the fruit that someone's message produces, we have to can't make a short-term assessment. And even the very nature of the analogy of fruit brings that out. You can't plant a seed <clears throat> and grow a plant and produce something without at least a year in, in most plants and, and sometimes uh, longer than that. So, so we need a long time horizon. And we can't simplistically say, this looks good, therefore what he's saying is true. Yeah, or deeply the nature of fruit. <clears throat> We're also um, challenged in our time because we tend to look at things, um, or we tend to value things that aren't really biblical fruit. For example, above all things, we value being nice. So niceness trumps everything. Oh, he's a nice person. So if you take that, he's nice, therefore what he's saying must be true would be a highly dangerous uh, uh, you know, pattern or, or, or principle to follow. Biblical prophets, of course, aren't nice at all. Uh, Jeremiah was not nice. Uh, John the Baptist wasn't that nice. You probably would not have invited him over for dinner. As Jesus said, that John the Baptist was full of truth. Jesus is full of grace and truth. John was full of truth. So he'd, he'd tell you things. But, so when someone comes to us and says, you know, and hopefully in truth, in love, but says, you know, I think that what you're doing is the wrong thing. And we don't want to hear it. We miss that ah, person's not nice. I, and we will reject them, but that is, uh, that, is, that is the fruit. The fruit of a genuine prophet is he's willing to speak the truth. In a Christian sense, truth in love. So that means we don't go and beat people up and hit, hit them in the head. But, but, but so, so sometimes the things we think about as being good Christian behavior aren't. Um, you know, again, John the Baptist wasn't very Christian but he was a, a preeminent follower of Christ. The, 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 the important thing which, which moves beyond this a little bit and gets us to the point is that genuine truth is organic. So it, it, it is the, the, the product, the consequence, the fruit of what is planted in us in baptism. God plants his Holy Spirit within us. And as it grows, it produces outward behavior. The outward behavior are the outward reflection of that which is within us. <clears throat> and so if we don't have this inner organic reality going on, we can't produce this outward, uh, this outward change, this outward fruit. And there are a couple of things that characterize the kind of fruit that authentic Christianity produces. One is repentance, ongoing repentance. As we grow in the Christian life, we become more and more aware of how much we fall short. As others see in us outwardly good, we will see, we will be led into greater 
fall into a little bit of pride for a while, God will take care of that for us in some way. And this is not because we're getting worse, which is a, a, which can be a, a problem. You know, we think we've made Christian life so far, and now we feel we see more sin in ourselves than we ever saw before. It's more the truth that the more we enter into God's presence, and the more the Spirit grows within us, the more clearly we see. At the beginning stages of repentance, we think, oh, we have a few things wrong with us. You know, we stole something or had a little bit of lust or something. We clean that all up and now it's all good. And then God begins to deal inside and begins to reveal motives. And, and, and so, which leads to the second point, which is that genuine fruit is, is motivated, genuine outward behavior that's rooted in Christ is motivated by love. And it's much more important in, in assessing fruit to understand why somebody is doing something than to understand what they're doing. St. Paul says this, if we do all kinds of wonderful things, but do not have love, agape, that, that love that comes from God's root motive and why we're doing it, nothing we do counts at all. It's a very scary thing. Um, I think it's true in the Christian life that we grow in love. So it doesn't mean that we have to be perfectly loving before anything sort of counts, but it means that we're, we're learning how to love. We don't yet love fully. And, and so we look at a, a false prophet and a genuine prophet. Um, their outward behavior might be exactly the same. They might both do something nice for you, give you what you need uh, in an hour when you have need. The false prophet may do it because he wants something from you eventually, and he's setting you up. The true prophet will do it because he loves, because he reflects Christ and Christ loves, and that's what we do the more we become like Christ. This is brought out in our epistle, uh, the, 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 the organic nature of this, where um, St. Paul says, you have received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, the Spirit himself, is our spirit, that we are children of God. And, and he said earlier in the epistle, you through the Spirit do mortify, put to death the deeds of the body. That's what repentance is. It's the Spirit within us continually putting to death the old man, and the Spirit within us continually bringing forth the new man, which is manifested in, in new behavior. And this new behavior, probably the most well-known Galatians, the fruit of the Spirit, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. As we live life in Christ, as the Spirit we've received in baptism grows in us, these things will be increasing in us. We'll love more. We'll grow in our ability to love. We'll grow in our experience of peace because of our experience of forgiveness. Not only do we repentance, but once we feel repentance, we feel peace, great forgiveness. So we'll grow and experience the peace of joy. Of joy is not the same as happiness. It's this the inner, inner uh, knowledge of God's presence and 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 um, and optimism about 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 life based in our connection to God. We'll, we'll become kinder. We'll, we'll develop more self-control. That's a big thing in our world, self-control. That is, to restrain my behavior for the good of someone else. The false prophet cannot literally produce these things. 
They are the fruit of the Spirit. And if you don't have the Spirit, you cannot produce them. You can fake them. You can uh, act like you're loving. You can act like you have peace. You can act like you have joy. But if you don't have them, you don't have them. Over time, this is why that long-term assessment will see the false as what he does and all the things that go on around his ministry does not produce love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. And then we'll see uh, that it's not the thing that's rooted in God, in Christ, or the Holy Spirit. The organic nature of this fruit-bearing is illustrated and experienced by us in the Eucharist. We come to receive the body and blood of Christ, which is food, which feeds the life that is planted in us in baptism. As this grace comes into our lives, this life within us grows, and it produces fruit. It's an organic reality, and it's an embodied reality. It's why the church has always understood that sacraments are important. We come, we receive, we're baptized in our bodies, water is poured on us. We come receive the body and blood of Christ. We feed this life within us, because we have life in Christ in our bodies. It's body life. The ultimate horizon of this embodied life is resurrection of the body. But as we go through this habitual reality of feeding on Christ, this life within us grows and it produces fruit. We, we do the good work God has Of course, it's possible to go through the outward motions of the liturgy of the church and not experience its inner reality. So for us to be fruit-bearing people, we must actually follow the, or, or enter into the role that uh, the liturgy scripts for us. The liturgy scripts out for us the role of the perfect worshiper and invites us to enter into it, to come in, to, to hear the word of God, to, to, to consider what God is saying to us, to offer ourselves at the altar in prayer and confession, but it's important. Do you truly and earnestly repent of your sins? What sins today are you confessing? Are you in love and charity with your neighbor? Is there something left undone with someone you know that's your fault, that you can do something about, that you haven't done? You intend to lead a new life. You're going to practice a new thing this coming week. We have to, we have to come conscious to that and bring that attitude to the altar of God. And then... We have to receive Christ, receive the grace of forgiveness for our sins. We have to um, then go forward out into the world to live in a new way. And this is our pattern of, of coming to Christ in the Spirit, to feed on Him, to receive forgiveness and grace, and then our new vocation to go out and live in new ways. This is our pattern. This is not, that's why we do it every week. We're not. We don't believe that conversion is something that happens once at a revival. It may begin there, but it happens every week. Conversion and repentance are processes in which we're growing. And as we continue to come in repentance and faith, continue to receive Christ, continue to go forward after life and consider what it is, what's my vocation this week in Christ, our lives will bear fruit. People will begin to see in us as we'll be led to think about others more than ourselves. We'll experience greater peace because we'll experience his forgiveness. We'll have a greater sense of inner joy. We'll be kinder because we'll see how God is kind with us. We keep coming every week and he 
he's still here. His goodness will develop self-control as we practice modifying our behavior in ways to please God. <clears throat> so, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing and will know them by their fruits. But we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry out, Father, the spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So let us bear fruit in our lives that show that we are indeed God's children. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.